Welcome back, gamers. This is Andrew Gonzalez. And I'm Josh Eddington. And this is 8-Bit Movie Review, the podcast where we watch movies and series based on video games. And this week, part of our monthly video game discussion, we are discussing The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. And, oh, hey, Josh, there's a treasure chest over here. There was a person inside. Yeah, there was a person what? inside. Rich Clancy from the Nerd Entertainment Hub podcast. Hello, hello. Is joining us. You guys decided to get the closest thing to Link you could, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I'm excited to be here. Luckily, he actually knows how to speak. He doesn't just go, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, this would have been way funnier if we had planned out you t- like we say rich clancy and then he does not nothing throughout the entire podcast <laughs> and we just keep playing like yeah 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 like just keep playing those clips over and over again we're like wow really good point i didn't know that about or like the what series. they add later in like the wind waker and the the remake of Link's awakening a lot of mm, oh yeah mm. or just everything he says is well excuse me say, he was fully voiced in the 80s cartoon which I've never seen, but I remember um, they used to always have previews for it, like after the Super Mario Super Show. Of yeah. course, I think Bum, it was I think it was once down. a week we got the uh, we got the Link ones because I think the Mario cartoon was a big part of that one. But I think like the end of like Friday's episode was always have another Link episode or something like that. Captain Lou Albano and <laughs> some other guy, and they never gone back to Zelda for some reason. Don't know why. Uh, I think it's just like tough, you know. Well, they're trying to pick the right time, I guess. Well, you know, that one with Tom Holland, they were supposed to do like a live action and then that got canceled. I think they were just yes. like, maybe this is not a good idea. Yeah, it's not. Thanks, Leave it alone. Leakers. It got leaked and that's why they put a they, they pulled the uh, plug. Oh, it. Nintendo is big on that, though, too. Like mm-hmm. that's what happened with like Smash Brothers having like an actual like cinematic storyline was uh i think it was back in the subspace emissary hell yeah yeah when they used to have that and then the one that was supposed to come out after that was supposed to have a story mode but some of the video footage leaked and then they were just like nope no story mode now yeah fuck you and yeah i hate it now well i don't hate it i way like she it. goes fucking way she goes so, Rich, before we get into this, I just want to ask, uh, what is your, you know, I obviously know, but... What are my qualifications? <laughs> what are your qualifications? <laughs> no, I think it's more, what's your history with this game? No, I want to know if he's qualified. He's qualified. He dresses like Link sometimes, but That's is true. he really qualified? Uh, well, uh, Legend of Zelda has to be my all-time favorite series, a game series, um, it We're is, wearing a sick shirt, by the way. Oh, thank you. That's pretty yes. cool. Um, it's touched every aspect of my life for, I guess, let me see, 20-ish years, um, from costumes to um, different forms of media that I've uh, you know engrossed myself in. I know a lot about, um, I, I have like several books, including those big giant ones that go over like all the individual characters, the timelines, the, the real lore of the series. And I just have never found um, a more interesting, wide open, really cool like game series. It's just a part of me. Um, literally a part of me because I have a Zelda tattoo. Nice. Yeah, you have a Majora's, Majora's Mask. Mask tattoo. Yes. Sweet. And I plan to get more um, on that arm. But only for games that I've officially beaten. Oh, there you go. That's right. 
Yeah, I think it was one of those early games that I remember all throughout my entire childhood. I remember one of my earliest memories of video games is um, like every Christmas. Well, like right after the NES came out, like my parents were poor. We didn't have money to buy pay. It was like a $700 system back then. Then if you wanted games, it was more. But, you know, my aunt had money and, you know, to make my dad look good, we got a Nintendo from her. And then I th- it was either that Christmas or the following Christmas when um, it was probably that Christmas where I remember opening it up. It's a family member's house and them setting up the Nintendo and like sitting down and like all of the family watching while I try to get through like the first castle <laughs> in Legend of Zelda, getting to the boss and being like, what the hell? And obviously not saying hell, mm-hmm. um, but just being like, this is different because all I'd known at that point was like Mario. You jump, you collect coins, you jump on things to kill them. But this is like, okay, well now, and especially with Link to the Past, like the first game didn't have, it had problem solving, you know, like push a block to open a door or kill all the enemies in a room to open a door to progress. Or, you know, maybe there's a wall that you can blow up that leads you somewhere. But I think Link to the Past really ran with that and really expanded on puzzle solving in a top-down like game like that um i think it was probably one of the earlier games i can remember that did that type of stuff where yes the open world of link Link to the past was fantastic and you also got two different worlds the light world and the dark world um but then like every temple and area having like unique puzzles that sometimes you might have to come back to after you get like a, a new item like that was the first for me um so i think it was that's why it sticks out in my memory a lot. And also it's probably one of my favorite series as well. I think for me, it was, um, I think it was the first game I played where, you know, you, there's extra items that you don't really know about Mm -hmm. that you can get like the extra bottles and stuff. Yep. And I think the biggest thing for me, and I, I briefly talked to rich about this the other day when we, quickly like what ugh, this fucking thing uh we we talked about it a little bit was a lot of things you couldn't find out unless you were reading the nintendo power magazine oh yeah at the time this game does not really hold your hand no 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 way no. <laughs> and i thought that was so cool like i remember um, the first temple does some first kid, temple yes, definitely holds your hand fair. it's more of a tutorial it lets temple. you out into this world and you're like oh no but then after that it's like no you figure it out now you bitch <laughs> There are some clues, but they're kind of yeah. vague. Yeah. <laughs> I I remember when I was a kid, I went to some kid's house when this first came out that was friends with my mom. Well, not the kid. His mom That's was weird. Yeah. My mom, yeah, my mom was friends with kids when we were younger. And uh, he, he showed me this and was just like, oh, do you get Nintendo power? Get Nintendo power because each I think it was like each month or something like that. They were like releasing little things so That's that awesome. you can like find out little secrets and stuff. And then I was like hooked immediately. And I was like, I need this game. I have to fucking have this game. Mm-hmm. Something about getting those magazines as opposed to like a strategy guide. It was just pretty, pretty darn cool. Oh yeah. And you also <laughs> knew about what was coming out next. And then there yep. was other games and stuff. Too. I love Nintendo power back in it was a thing. Sadly, not anymore. Yeah. The internet kind of destroyed that. Yeah. You don't need Nintendo power no. anymore, but full disclosure, just so my, background is a little bit more expanded on too. I was not a NES owner. I was not a SNES owner and I was not an N64 owner. Okay. Oh, my introduction into video games as a whole basically went Game Boy Pocket, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, GameCube. 
from then on, lots of different things subsequent to that. My introduction into the Zelda series did not start at Zelda 1. You know, in fact, I haven't played all the games. There's quite a few of them. There's a lot of oh, games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all of them are on my list, even some of the not as good ones. But um, Link to the Past was one of those. And I I took on the challenge of trying to beat it in two weeks. I got pretty far. I didn't finish it. Yeah, last I talked to you, um, you told me where you were and I was impressed, very impressed. But I told you, don't worry, you don't you don't have to finish it. Like, you know, it is it is kind of you know, if you don't know, oh, I'm going to finish is. it. Yeah. If you don't know, <laughs> you, you, it can take a you. You might be going back and forth between places, yeah. just not knowing how to progress. Oh, even in singular dungeons, the backtracking sometimes is so yep. because the this is a very interesting game in its density and in up and down are a little bit harder to conceptualize when everything is flat. <laughs> so. Going upstairs, and I mean, thankfully the maps do kind of help you explore a little bit. But you'll you'll have to go back to rooms. You'll have to flip some switches to be able to get through, plant some bombs. It's all very um, complicated at times. Yeah, and I I I respect that game for making yeah. the choice to like. Yeah, I mean, the original game is difficult. It is very difficult. Oh yeah, and sometimes and, it's very mysterious about. Yeah. It gives you a very vague like two sentence thing like. Yes, now travel to the east to meet your next goal. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. But it's really like northeast on a mountain and you have to bomb a random wall. It's like, oh, I needed to go there. Oh, thank you. Thanks right. for the hint. Yeah. And the thing they do in that one too, it's it's they don't really block you off from going to dungeons you're probably not ready nope. to go yet. <laughs> so yeah. like you'll be like, oh, is this the next dungeon? And you'll go in and one person will hit you and you'll die immediately. Like, and oh, like, those guys are a way oh, different color than mm, I've seen already. Hmm. I don't oh, know. I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, and in the continued interest of full disclosure, what I ended up playing, the system I ended up playing Link to the Past on, was actually the Nintendo Switch Online SNES Collection. Nice. Which has a very fun feature that lets you just rewind time a little bit every every so mm. often. <laughs> uh, yeah. Kind of paramount to completing the game in a in a timely manner. To be honest, completely fine. <laughs> but oh, yeah. I don't respect you anymore. It's not it's not in the classic format. No, I I can admit that. But <laughs> uh, one more question before we do a deeper dive um what was the first zelda you ever played oh the first one was uh wind waker has never played that one i've always wanted to get my hands on it because when it first came out i was one of those poo poo you were jaded people. and yeah. you didn't like the graphics what See, is this i i didn't even have the chance to build up a you know my own you know consensus on on zelda games at the time i just saw this cool game on this new console that i had and i was like i just gotta dive right in literally because it's about the water yeah. <laughs> um and then finding out about all the connections and that this world is the same world as all the other worlds but it's like much later in the future and it was flooded and these are just the tips of the it's like it was cool Love yeah, every er, the whole timeline thing's a little Oh, it's insane. <laughs> yeah, they. it's because of the, the choices they made in certain games. They can't be like, well, this is a descendant in this timeline, the timeline where, you know, Link vanquishes Ganon and then does this. They have to have like, oh, well, this is an alternate timeline where Ganon won and then yep. another descendant comes and that changes how this. It's like, oh, OK, yeah, it's cool. You could just say we didn't really plan to have to explain <laughs> 50 games. So A Link to the Past is 
came out in 1991 in Japan, 1992 in America. Making it older than me. Wow, that's right. <laughs> oh my god. Wow, god, I feel old <laughs> Only now. by a year. Uh, it is a prequel to the original The, Zel- the Legend of Zelda and Zelda 2, uh, The Adventure of Link. And within the official chronological, it is the first game of the Fallen Hero timeline that connects to an alternate reality scenario that the Hero of Time does not succeed in their Ocarina of Time. This results in Ganon being imprisoned in the Sacred Realm in his Dark Beast form out of desperation. Having successfully gathered all three pieces of the Triforce, (laughs) Ganon's evil desire have transformed the realm into the Dark World. Yeah, I, I guarantee that's not on the box art for that SNES no. game. <laughs> Instead, yeah, you have to the listen to the of the Ocarina of Time. What's that? Mm, shut up. I don't, know. I don't know. See, I've been playing this so long that I, I kept forgetting that like I should be paying attention to what every one of these maidens I'm uh, saving says. Yeah. But I'm just like clicking yeah, through just, being like you're hitting start you're like oh, <laughs> shut up you dumb bitch I, got, I don't have enough they time. even give you a second chance they're like do you sure sh- did you get all that did you listen to me or were you hitting a were you hitting a over and over again you <laughs> it's like no it. i'm hitting a all over give me my heart again. container and shoot me out to the entrance bitch i want to catch that gem i always like to try to catch it instead of letting it just land on the of ground of course and the don't, pendant too don't want it to be dirty same thing as in like Mega Man. you always jump to try to meet the the power when it drops. I I, I love that um, the 3D effect that they managed to do 2D with the uh, you know the diamond crystal coming down. Oh, these I was yeah. like, mm, it's pretty cool actually. Yeah, it's just it's pretty fake, simple. Faking it with force perspective yeah. It's just like, oh, that's a staircase that goes down. It's like it's still a flat fucking surface. <laughs> oh, they thought that was groundbreaking. It was groundbreaking. Don't like, get me oh. wrong. It was absolutely oh, yeah. groundbreaking because you still had a top-down 2D thing, but because of that forced perspective, now you have multiple floors. Genius. Yeah. Like I said, it's it's very dense. Now, Rich, first getting into the game, like that whole beginning part, like when you first booted it up and you started playing it, like what did you think? Like what, what was your uh, well, thoughts? You're, you're right into it right off the bat. I mean, and like it does hold your hand and you, you know, you go down to the dungeon, you see the events that transpire with your uncle and like it sets you up. You just find his ass fucking laid out. Yeah, he didn't really explain much dead. about it. He's just like, <laughs> dies. hey, sorry, I probably should have told you and woke up, but uh, here's the sword and shield. Save the print. Uh. You know, gen- generic adventure. Cool. All right. Awesome. You know, you get to Sanctuary. Uh, Zelda. Your uncle dies. <laughs> and, um, and then it's like, oh no, I have to do quite a lot now. <laughs> so to me, the beginning of this game actually ended up being kind of daunting to me. I kept having trouble like getting on task and just being like, and like progressing. Be- I think mainly because I was like getting lost. Yeah. If you're not familiar with the map, definitely I could see because it, it took me time and motivation to say, well, like finally when I was like, I'm going to be this game. And to, to be able to like uh, grab those pendants, get the master sword, and dive into the dark world, where kind of like the the game really, you know, yeah, begins. It, it, it really picks up from there. Yeah, and, it's really got that Castlevania Symphony of the Night feel, where you're like, oh, I just spent like six hours doing this, and it's like, oh, now there's another castle. <laughs> oh, and it's upside down. Oh, cool. Yeah, that, <laughs> that sounds great. And I definitely forgot how much longer it takes to get all three pendants it definitely took me a little quicker because i know what i'm doing but at yeah. the same time i was like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna do the dark world 
I'm going to get to the gar- the dark world before I go to bed. And it was getting really late by the time I was at the third pendant. Mm-hmm. Also, because Josh will probably to- tell you, I cheated. Yeah, he, he totally did. I used the early sword, uh, the early master sword glitch, uh, <laughs> where it's it takes fucking, it's really hard to fucking do, but I, I it's a lot of time and it took me a lot of time. It's pretty much once you get to the third pendant, and the, you're the mountain, and yeah. you, you turn into the bunny rabbit. Oh, yeah. There's a cliff you can go to where if you warp, use the mirror back to the light world and back to the dark world, at a certain point, your character will glitch off the mountain, and you can walk all the way down and go to the part of the dark world you're not supposed to be yet. Oh. Yeah. And you can get to the area where you got the frog, right? No. Did you get the second sword? Did you upgrade your master sword to the red sword? Oh, now yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, now I remember in the dark world. You can go right to him as the rabbit, and you go right to the skulls, <laughs> and you have to do a lot of fucking, like, ch- trying to jump off the the edge and fucking warping and glitching back and forth to get over that. And you can get the frog, jump down, warp back. And if you want, you can not even have to get the master sword. You just skip right to the tempered sword. It just tempers right, ah. like yeah. And I did it. Okay, that's pretty. <laughs> that sounds complicated, but that, that's pretty cool. And it made a like you know going into the dark so, world yeah, you a little easier. Did I did fucking cheat, <laughs> but I'm, I played it a bunch of times. But I I still went and got the master sword. And when you get the master sword, you still have to go back and retemper it. But oh. yeah, I, I cheated. I just wanted to get that on record. Well, this game was definitely a first for a lot of things that we saw in future installments. Hell yeah. Kakariko Village's theme. Yep. Um, a, a lot of the music you hear in this game is... is the then, cuckoos. Yeah, the exactly. And if you attack them, you get fucking just murdered. The Master Sword yep. also. Uh, the Ocarina is in this game. The, the flute. Ocarina. Flute, technically. <laughs> or at least in the English one. Um, um, soundboard. I, I think it was Ocarina in, in Japan. I don't know why they changed it. Probably. Americans are too stupid. Yeah, they're like, they're like they're, oh, the no. fuck's an Ocarina? The is this is America. That looks like a flute. That fucking is. <laughs> now, speaking, I, I want, well, I, I know you were just listing off things that are the first time for the, I want to bring up the flute boy. Like, mm-hmm. one, how the hell did he get into the dark world? And boy, did he have it fucking bad. Oh, the he, kid that turns into a tree? He not only like <laughs> ages and turns into like this old monster, and then he's like, oh, you found my flute. Thank you. I'm going to turn into a tree up now. And turn into- <laughs> oh, yeah, that was traumatic when I was younger. I was like, oh, God, no. Yeah. Tree boy, like, no. This is fucking dark. And you like meet his dad, too, like in the light world. Like, my son went somewhere with his flute, <laughs> and I haven't seen him in years. I'll be happy that he's dead as long as he didn't turn into a tree. <laughs> Well, sorry, sir. I hate trees. The game hits you with a lot of dark themes, and it did not really hold back for such an early game. I guess that's kind of more common in, in that era. But yeah, I mean, like, there's a death right off the bat. Uncle's dead. Just, there, there's no um, you know, misconstruing it. He's dead. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. He's just like, take this shit. Oh, and then I gotta die. And then you proceed to just like murder every soldier you see. Oh yeah. Indiscriminately. <laughs> I thought it was funny too. Um, I, like I, I assume no, you guys, you didn't play the end. You didn't get to the end this time, Josh. But you have played at the end. Yeah. When you beat the game, Rich, 
it shows you everything kind of goes back to normal and it shows the soldiers, but they got different faces. So I, I don't know why for some reason the soldiers got like those big, they're evil. So they got like big noses and stuff like that. But yeah, you do go on a murdering spree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And For you're, a quest, you're, just a you're young really. Child too. Yeah. They're not even trying to arrest you. They're just like, kill him. <laughs> yeah, <Okay>. exactly. <laughs> but you're not even really told why you have to go on this quest. And you're just like, oh, I have a sword now. I'm going to just start stabbing people. And cutting grass, just like you do. Yeah, well, I, think, um, I, I think when you get to the first temple, that guy you meet, Sahasrala. Mm hmm. Who is also the guy that can talk to you telepathically through yes. those and on many stone signs, things yeah. and whatever? He does tell you about like the hit the uh like the the warrior of light or whatever the fuck they reference Link at, or warrior of time or something like that. Yeah. Um, so I think that it's trying to be like you know what, dude, you might be a fucking prophecy. You might be the prophecy. Might be the one. <laughs> and then what's that wizard's name? I always have trouble saying Aganim. Aganim. Yeah. Who is, he's Ganon, but he's not Ganon? No, he's just possessed by Ganon. He's yeah. not Ganon. Oh, he's just possessed by yeah, Ganon. Yeah. Ganon's like just an evil spirit that's trying to get out. Um, and he's corrupted the dark world because he's so evil. If you want to find out how, play Skyward Sword this summer. Oh, don't forget to get the HD remake. I'm this going is sponsored to. <laughs> I'm so pissed about it, but I know I'm going to get it. Like I, It's the setup to the whole series. Yeah, but they're selling that more than they did when it was on the well, Wii, and no one gave a shit. <laughs> now they're really like, like in both times they talked about it on like both Nintendo Directs. So like, just in case you didn't hear us the first time, this is what sets up the series. Though <laughs> this is the least sold game we have. Well, I, I think a big part of that was people were very frustrated with the motion controls. Yeah. And you couldn't do any, you could not switch. So you had to just be like, I want to swing the sword. Yeah? Yeah? You're like, fuck, my arm's tired. God damn it. But the motion controls in Twilight Princess weren't bad. I liked the, liked them too. Mo- the motion controls in uh, Twilight Princess. But you could also play with the GameCube controller. So you had True. the option. Yeah. Plus, now, I actually played it on GameCube. Now, originally. I think this is still all motion control. I don't think you can nope, switch. Nope, there is a... Uh, oh, there types. is? Yes. I uh, I feel bad for the Switch Lite people that have to use the knob yeah. to fucking yeah. sword. Fight. Although uh, it looks pretty intuitive, I think they probably will do a good job with it, but remains to be seen. Stop defending it, Rich. I'm gonna get it. Fuck I, this game. I have never played it, so I, know, I need I'm, to do it. I'm gonna get it too. I tried playing it before. Um, I dated a girl that had it, and she's like, "This one's really good." And I played the beginning, and it was all bird racing. Yeah. And I was not impressed. I was like, "This isn't Zelda. This does not feel like a Zelda game." Sometimes Zelda games they get their intros. They're either a little long, or they're just I don't know. Something is a little off about them, but. As with most, stick with it, and, and it expands into this huge, crazy story that, I mean, if you like the series, you probably love it. You know what also didn't feel like a Zelda game? Were those, like, Legend of Zelda, like, Phantom Tracks and... Like, Spirit Tracks and... Spirit um, Tracks and the, the one on the water. Not yeah. That's not uh, the one that he already mentioned. I, I played that game. They were both for DS, I think. I uh, played through... And this Phantom Hourglass. DS Phantom Hourglass, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And those were good. They, they were they, good. They, they utilized the uh, DS like like tap pad. Yes. Pretty pretty, pretty well. well. Yeah. Um, but again, it's just like so. I'm jumping on a train, huh? It's uh, <laughs> it's pretty pretty Legend of Zelda. I yeah. think when you do things handheld, though, you can get away with a lot more than actually playing on a 
physical That's the idea. I mean, Phantom Hourglass was actually a direct sequel to Wind Waker. Um, Spirit Tracks, I don't really know where that all fits in exactly um, because I really didn't feel the need to play it. Um, I I think it has its merits probably, Um, but I'm like, I just didn't feel like it, at least at the time. I was actively playing my, my DS, a lot of great games, but um yeah where, where were we yeah it's fine <laughs> <laughs> now um the thing about this game uh i used to love the character interactions with some people like some of these characters there's like no point for them uh i remember forever i was trying to when i was a kid trying to chase the person that keeps running away from you and then you catch him in and- town yeah. Yeah. And then when you finally get him, he doesn't like give you anything. He just goes, Wow, you're fast. I'll look out for you. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure? I think he doesn't he give you something? I thought pre- that was the point. I'm pretty sure when I played recently he doesn't give you anything. I don't think so. He just says you're fast. Everyone says you're bad, but you seem like a pretty good dude to me. Yeah, I think that's that- pretty much what he says. And I was like, I thought he gave you something. I mean he he, nope. he doesn't report you to the police. But those little those little bitches do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of what I liked about the game initially, because once you go to that town, like people are scared of you, so they will they'll call the soldiers on you, and then yep. as you kind of you do stuff, you you know help people, and they soften up a little bit. They don't call the cops as much. I did like little things. There was um uh to get one of the items. I think it was Bombos. Um, did you get that one? There's like a power up. Oh, to get, the bombs, not yet. Um, so t- in order to get that, there is in the dark world, world like you go into like this swamp area, and there'll be like a circle of rocks you can't like go into. And on the land, there's a little sign that says, "Please don't throw things." Oh no, in- yeah, I did that. Yeah, yep. And I thought that was funny that yeah. the thing comes up and he's just like. <sighs> Here, just take this and just leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, he's like, oh, come on. I, I just, the parallels with, with Breath of the Wild in this game sometimes are insane. I, it, this is clearly in one of the most influential titles. That oh, yeah. has touched literally everything in some way yeah. um, subsequently. They've carried on so many things from here. Yeah, from the item management to just the dungeons and the uh, the music. And it's just every almost every piece sort of like got super established right here in 1991 and i'll probably add a clip in it i wish i uh i wish ah fuck i wish i added some of the songs yeah instead i just added a bunch of like sound effects and shit like uh is there any speaking of the songs is there any songs in this that really stuck with you while you were playing the game that maybe got stuck in your head later dark world dungeon My favorite. Yep. Do, 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 just do, several do, of the do, overworld do, 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 do. Like just just that un um, completely recognizable tunes. You know the stuff. That you yeah, the overworld. Yeah. Yeah. The dark world overworld's always been my favorite for the yeah. longest time, and I love when they bring it back into different titles. Yeah. Kind of sounds very Star Wars almost. 
cat was saying that yeah. when I was yeah. playing it. She's like, kind of reminds me of a, like somebody playing the the Darth Vader Real. tune out of yeah. like out of tune. Oh, so I looked up that Running Man, and you're right. He doesn't give you anything, but he is the one that tell gives you the hint that the running ability uh, you can use it on trees and different um, things like that to acquire items. Smashing stuff. Mostly, yep. he's the one that is trying to like give you the hint that one screen below when you go in that library building you're supposed to run into the bookshelf to knock the book down yep i kind of guessed at it luckily without having to fumble around that part a lot because i was just like oh yeah i'm gonna need that thing probably like there it is and i was just like oh fuck it i'll just slam into it there you go sometimes it's really not clear that you're supposed to do that yeah (laughs) yeah there's a lot of things is there anything in particular that you could come to mind that makes you think that um just probably stuff like with secret entrances or whatever like, i don't remember anything specifically but i know that there are several times where i'm just like really that's how you're supposed to progress yeah what? you're supposed to go to this thing and there's like two like jars next to a door and you're like wait i gotta jump in these jars and it brings me to uh, like yeah. a lower level till i get like a key like what the fuck who would have guessed it's, this it's frustrating but really impressive that there was this much complexity with stuff given the limitations um but honestly sometimes without a little bit of help you're just going to be going in circles for a really long time with this game i remember i I think this was the first game that had like a megabyte of data on like it maxes out the cartridge and that was mostly just the music (laughs) yeah I think I remember one part that I really got stuck on uh, when I was younger was the Thieves Guild like statue dungeon with the bat thing. Oh, in the middle of town. Yeah, where it had kind of like a pitchfork face down as the entrance. Right. And me thinking like Zelda, I'm like, okay, how do I open that? And looking for switches. Let me bomb it. Let me throw some fire at it. Looking at everything. And of course, you don't have the second power glove at that point. So you don't think about, you don't need to lift That you're stronger, right. And then I just like, wait a minute. I pulled on it. And this was like after hours of trying to figure it out. I'm like, why won't this open? And I just pulled on it and it opened. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? It was just as simple as that. Like, yeah, it's like, why there's did, a few, why'd you even do that? There's a few pull, uh, you know, to open puzzles, like some like the statue tongues or there's just a few things like that. Or it's just like, okay, like you barely pull stuff in this game. It was like, okay. Yeah, I like the stat. That's one of my favorite switches, the statue tongue thing. But the only thing that can throw you off definitely is is they have those statues in other castles where you don't pull the, yeah. the tongue. Yeah, they just don't do anything. They love to throw you off. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, so it's like, but also it's pretty much the case that when you get a new item, it's going to be involved in the rest of what you do. And that theme kind of carries on with, and then occasionally it'll, it'll have you throw in like the hook shot or, you know, like fire wand or something like that. I think that's the only thing that really I disliked about Breath of the Wild. I missed the you had to go to certain dungeons to get different items instead of making it like your items were like an app that like you pulled up like these three four five. It's like (laughs) an app, but like (laughs) a tablet. It's pretty much what it was. And um, the world's so open, you can go anywhere at, at any time, which I liked, but it kind of took away that that Zelda item search for me. Items are super synonymous with Zelda. Yeah. And this game has no shortage of them. And oh, I do agree. I, I, I did, did kind of miss some of the elements of 
traditional classic Zelda playing Breath of the Wild. They definitely made some creative choices that took it to different oh, yeah. heights. It's it I and I love that game. Don't get me wrong, but I still yeah, love that game. I kind but, of agree. But I missed like how they didn't really I the dungeons didn't really have that dungeony feel, you know, like No, nah, they most. were mini dungeons and it worked for what it was trying to do, but I kind of got a little tired of them. I'm hoping in this I I think in the sequel though it's going to be a little different. I think so too. Yeah, I, I the one thing I will say is that I I do like how this game really makes you work for it as far as like the items and if you want to do extra exploration you can do that. And I I feel like that's one fault that the remake the um, Link Between Worlds had was that they make a lot of the items just accessible yeah. right from the beginning. Um, and you can just buy them. Yeah. You can buy them. I know that they're like short term use, but still you can rent you, to own. You can the, rent exactly. Oh, you can yes. you can lease out an item or something. Uh, that, that character they added, you probably know his the name. Purple one? Yeah, what's his name? I He's got like bunny ears and shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel like that kind of I mean it, it, it makes it a more accessible game, sure. There was just a But that's a big that's the biggest thing for me in Legend of Zelda games. You your character gets stronger. You collect items. Those items then help you in dungeons. And then if you want to do exploration stuff, they also help you to get, you know, tempered swords or, you know, extra yeah. heart pieces or upgrades for your your magic or your bombs or your arrow, all of that. And you die a lot all along the way. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Except for one time when I was 13 or 14 and I did a completely zero death run. What? Wow. I didn't do the actual Ninten the Nintendo I challenge. The yeah, I, how the fuck would I have proof? Dude? Do it again. <laughs> I, I I would love to. Um, the Nintendo challenge for that was to do that, no deaths, but also to not get any upgrades, no sword upgrades. Oh. Obviously, you get the master sword because you have to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no heart, no bomb, no arrow, no sword. That's, upgrades. that's no three, armor. Three hearts, right? Three hearts. Is it is no damage? No, you can take damage. <laughs> so the no debts thing, what I found and what I remember is that, A, you don't go anywhere unless you have full fairies or full healing potions. Yep. <laughs> right off the bat, your first thing to do is to get as many jars as you can oh, yeah. and make sure they are always filled. And I mean, trying to be that safe, it turns the game into like a fucking 18 hour experience. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> that last bottle is a bitch to get. Yeah. Which so one? Drag the treasure chest from the dark world. Out oh, to that's the... easy. It's not clear that that's oh, what well, you're supposed to okay. do. When you don't know what to do. Okay, yeah. I get that. Yeah. Yeah, that was a total accident. I stumbled on. Oh, yeah. Okay. Which, which in order to like, I was like, when I, because I, I did it because I remembered how to do it. But then I was like, wait a minute. How would I know about this if I, if I didn't like see, if I, didn't know this. And then as I was going around trying to get like all the heart pieces, of course, I bumped into his thieves buddies who don't give a shit. You just give them money and they're like, yeah, there's a guy in the desert. He's secretly a thief. He can open up anything for you. Hmm. Yeah. But that's also that's classic Zelda. You know, the original game didn't give you too much and it was just like, yeah, why don't you try to figure that out, you little pussy? And you're like, all right, I guess. And well, that's what this game wanted Nobby to do, too. following you around going, well, listen, Ugh. listen, you're going the wrong way. I they said Nobby. I was like, who the fuck's a little Nobby? <laughs> no, I said, Nobby. Dobby. Dobby is a free elf. 
Oh, Mr. Potter, I like Zelda. <laughs> That's not a very good impression. What's your Dobby impression? I don't know. I I don't I didn't watch the Harry Potter movies. I read the books. I did both. So his voice in my head is not that. Did he say what? Wait, this is Dobby. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty Dobby good. is a free elf. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the barn. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was. Uh, he was definitely Scottish. <laughs> he was a severe drunk. <laughs> was uh, he played by uh, Gerard Butler? No, more My- Michael Caine. Uh-huh. I'm Dolby. <laughs> Mr. Potter, can I have a sock? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm free, Mr. Potter. <laughs> I wish Michael Caine played Dolby. Oh, I thought you were going to say, I wish Michael Caine was still alive. <laughs> like, uh, he's not dead. Yeah, he's alive. He's pretty much alive. So back pretty to- much. <laughs> he's pretty much alive. He just does movies with Morgan Freeman now. <laughs> we're old. Uh, so speaking of Link to the Past, there's a lot of mini games in this game. And why is the worst one the shovel game? <laughs> yeah. Fuck well, that mini game. I, I don't is there just the one piece of heart? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But in a giant area and you get twenty fuck tw- twenty very, to thirty. Yeah, very little time. It yeah. took me a while to get it too. Like I've Sometimes you can get it immediately, but sometimes you just got to keep going. I assume it's randomly replayed every time. Very random. And I love how you have to run off screen every fucking time to reset it. Oh, I love that. (laughs) That is another part about this game that I think made it a little bit harder to traverse and and get a good sense of where everything was is because the game is split up into a series of screens. Mm -hmm. And while that... I think was a technical limitation and part of the style of the game. Yeah. It just made it a little hard because you have that sort of that, that interruption in moving around and it, it kind of disorients me every time I'm trying to get around. Um, <clears throat> I feel like without that running commi- uh, mechanic, this game would be such a fucking drag. The, the boots. Oh yeah. 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 Those are amazing that they, you get them early too. And you can just sprint around everywhere. Yeah, that's the, I think that's one of the first things you get, right? You get that after oh, yeah. the first temple. Yes. Yeah. Which helps a lot. Um, I've been playing Undertale, which is a very similar style game. And you don't get any kind of running boots. And it's like yeah. jarring. I, I don't really like any game that has specific slowdown points, whether it's to like give you exposition or it's, it's just like the game can't keep up. <laughs> yeah. Walk slowly. It's like, no. I don't want to do that. It's like, is this a loading screen and you're hiding it from me? Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> um, so a lot of the dungeons are pretty unique. They all kind of have like their own theme. But yeah. what was like the for you, Rich, what was your so far your least favorite dungeon? Did you least, get to the ice dungeon? I did get to the ice dungeon. I'm actually just about to I'm on approach to the boss. So I haven't fought the boss yet. But um, yeah, a little bit tricky. I think that traveling on ice and actually in some senses, uh, a lot of just the moving around yeah, <laughs> feels really a little bad. bit like you're just... It's like, oh, there's a staircase going down and you're just like, and you're I'm slipping, clipped on the, going on the edge left and right. It. And you're like, I'm fuck you. Just go down the fucking stairs, yeah. you prick. I fucking hate ice levels like in <laughs> yeah. any game. Yeah. Like I like, oh, this is well designed. It's like, oh, I can barely walk. Am I, I'm running like a, in place, like a cartoon and fucking yeah. barely moving. Or how about like like squeezing your way through like uh, a place with no barriers and you can fall off the edge very easily because you're on ice. Yes. 
That's oh, fun. God. I mean, I, th I do think it's a very well-designed dungeon because it, it, is, yeah. it, it makes you use a lot of, like, it, it re you really, you just, like, you got to kind of try things over and over again. And if you yes. fuck it up, you're like, well, now I have to go all the way back out and all the way around and try it again. Yep. Especially stuff with backtracking for hitting the red and blue switches because mm -hmm. it's like different parts of the dungeon are going to become more or less accessible. And you have to fall through the floor a few times. You have to push a block on a, on a certain, at a certain spot so that it yeah. lands on a button below or like and then you can progress. Some of the bombable spots are not really. Yeah, I love <laughs> that, the fake outs. <laughs> what? Like, oh, there's a crack in the wall. Go bomb that. And it doesn't work. It well, just, did you know happens. about how to, to check that? You can actually, you can check it. Yeah, in order to do that, as Josh said, if you hold the sword button to charge it up and you go over it, he does like kind of like a ting, 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 and it'll make like a different Son of a bitch. noise if if it is blow upable. The wow. floor ones, though, you just yeah, you just chance. just I don't know, try it, waste all your bombs, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny how often you can learn new things about this game being from 1991. Yeah, I think they had big ambitions. Like this game is thirty years old, and people are finding things out about it. Oh yeah, today. I, I just found out something new about it that I didn't know when I was just researching random reviews and just getting different opinions. Because in one of the dungeons, you can you you fuck with a sluice gate in the light world, and then when you go to the dark world, the water has receded in that temple. And there's a, oh, in yeah. the light world, there's a fish that's kind of flopping around. Yep. You can pick up that fish and throw him in the water, and he gives you something. Oh. Yeah, he but, gives you a heart piece, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Oh. But you can take that fish all the way to Kakariko Village, what? give it to the merchant guy, and he'll give you a bunch of stuff. What? I just found what? that out. Yes. <laughs> what does he give you? I mean, he gives you like, you know, like, a, a, not like, yeah, he gives you consumables. Yeah. Like a large quantity of, you know, <laughs> like like some money and bombs and arrows. And like, I was like, what, what the fuck? That's hilarious. I that, had no idea. That's like, uh, Josh just also showed me something. And apparently, you know, I'm the only one that didn't know this. Oh, I know, yep. That with the powder, you can change those. What do you Anti-fairies. Anti-fairies. Those things that like, I didn't even know that's what the they were called. Guys, right? the yeah. Yeah. You throw fucking magic powder on them. And they turn into fairies. Yep. yep. That blew my fucking mind. Super uh, handy in some tough sections of the dungeons too. Yeah. Like <clears throat> when you're just, just really low on health and you did not prepare beforehand. Like I almost didn't. Like I, I am actually kind of in a tight spot with the uh, the ice palace. I don't have any magic potions, and you got to throw a lot of fire around. Oh yeah. It's pretty expensive. It's definitely. Um... Yeah, uh, that palace is definitely best to go in there with either Stopped. blue or green potions. Yep. <laughs> and But that's the problem. Like, I feel like you always want to have fairies because you never know if you're going to be quick enough to, like, heal yourself. Mm -hmm. And that fairy is always such a good savior at points. Although it does not automatically trigger upon what would be your death, which some of the other games decided to implement, I think. If no, you have one in a bottle and you die, it doesn't auto. Oh, yeah, it does auto. It's automatically. Yeah, it I feel yeah. like I didn't. Maybe I just never had that scenario happen. But, okay, that's good. Oh, you're just that good. You just don't die. Nice, I'm rewinding nice time break. a lot, to be fair. <laughs> I'm, I'm just undamaging. <laughs> I wish I was worse at this game so I could see this animation. <laughs> I think you guys are lying. I actually I thought that that didn't happen. Though. That's Okay, that's more aligned with what I'd expect. 
No, yeah, then it. But again, it doesn't fill your whole health. It doesn't like fill your magic. No, no, it doesn't. Magic's definitely an issue in this game. Like you can, yeah. there is a secret place where you can go and you awaken this bat with the magic powder, and he thinks he's fucking with you, but he makes it that like whatever you use uses uh, half the magic that it normally uses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but that still like you, you know a mechanic is like a little dicey when. Almost every single item is like, watch your magic meter. Yeah. Watch it. <laughs> they should have had the ability to increase your magic. Or meter. maybe, well, yes, increasing it would be cool. Maybe slow regeneration over time. Maybe spots you could go to. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing I forgot about too while I was playing this. I'm like, oh no, I have to like search for magic or yeah. get lucky can, too. Well, also, not- if you get the ice rod, you can freeze enemies. And when you break them with the hammer, most of the time, they'll drop, they magic, drop magic energy. But you also need to get the ice rod, which yeah. is a secret weapon in the game. Yep. Which I did get. I think is, yeah, that's one That's one that you don't have to get. Because you also get the other staff that creates blocks. And that's the one. So you can use either the ice staff to create the blocks or that staff, which I think you have to get. What? To, the the, blo- um, the, the block staff. The cane of Sumeria. Yes. Yes. Um, yes, you have to get that one to get through the misery mire. So I'm heading next. Maybe it was the misery mire, whatever one you like. You said you have to use the platforms. It is weird that the ice uh, rod is um, like you don't have to get it because I don't know if you got to it yet. I think it's the seventh castle. Um, there, the boss has two heads and one blows fire and one like blows ice. And you can freeze the fire one with the ice rod. It oh. makes the battle so much easier. But it's just so weird that it's. But like, it's from an optional weapon. Yeah, it's from the op- almost it's beginning. Yeah. What's, what's the alternative? Because I, I, I always, you know, get that stuff just because I know where to get it. Can you like bomb those heads to make them vulnerable or something? Or I other than using think... the opposing elements? Um, I think they. I again like I. I feel like they were very, the the creators of this game were just very adventurous on what you can do to fight bosses and like trying to be like, oh well, we'll have the 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 player think of what items they can have to to take more of advantage of fighting this boss because there's multiple different things you could do. I think with that you can even use if you got the cane of by uh, what was it called cane of Barina? burrito burrito um i don't know if you got that it's the blue cane no it's very similar to the magic cape uh i don't know if you got that as well that's that's later i think right the magic cape you can get pretty early in once you're able to flip from dark world to light world it's right near the sanctuary in the uh in the graveyard oh there's there's the black gems in front of it but right next to it are like regular gems and you can pretty much just like walk over and like open up the gravestone but the the magic cape turns you invisible and you can walk on spikes and not get hurt and you can walk around enemies without getting hurt but the the cane of barina burrito it also makes you invincible but has a little light that goes around you and hits people so you can like keep slashing bosses while this thing is spinning around and hitting bosses so i would say josh with that that's what you would use if you had that to fight like that particular boss yeah. to make them like vulnerable. Yeah, they they really unleashed all the items in this game. Yeah, like the relic things you can get too. You don't need to get those little spells. The like the 
earthquakes I, thing and the fire the quake medallion earthquake medallion yeah i think there's only one you don't need to get right because i know one you need to, oh you're one right or two yeah. two of them you need to get into two different dark world castles yeah the marsh one you need the lightning thing yes i think yeah yes right oh no you're absolutely yeah you're right and the i think you need to use the earthquake one on the uh, turtle rock yep dungeon i think the bombos is the only one that you don't which is the most powerful one and yeah so good to use in those later dungeons when there's just so many people and you're like fuck this yeah. fuck this <laughs> take them on one hit and uh and if you don't want to use the fire against like characters that can only die with fire that one immediately gulfs them in flames but does not work on bosses yeah there's just that there's just a ton of items and obviously i feel like they're like, maybe we did too many, and they definitely consolidated over time. Over- well, they were definitely very ambitious, and at, at a time, like it just seemed like some of the items became obsolete. Like, yeah. you know, when you have the, 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 fl- the fire thrower thing, the fire wand, you don't need the lantern no. anymore. Nope. Should have nope. just been Useless. upgraded. And once you do what, like the two or three things you need with that book, that's still in your fucking inventory. Yeah, just never to be don't used it. again. Oh, you just use the book to read the, like the uh, they look like graves that yeah. you get the medallions off. Not the medallions, but the like relic things like quake and lightning. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's like yeah, it's just useless. And then that's it. And little bits of info, I think about the master sword or oh, oh I, that's I, true. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, you can use the book, it. Th- yeah. There's other you can oh, find other text spots, yeah. that you can't read. Well, you unless go you to use the master book. sword and you read the thing with the book. I think it was uh, like yeah. the front yeah, front yeah. of it. Yeah, one of the dungeons. I think it's the dungeon where you have to use one of the spells to get into it. You use the book to read it, and it says something about that specific spell, and that's what tips you off to use it to open it up. Well, I think also, you know, back to kind of what I said is there's even some items like the ones I mentioned, the magic cap and the cane of burritos. Um, they both pretty much do the same thing, except one can hurt people. It's kind of like no reason you really need both items. Yeah, just like quantity for the sake of quantity with yeah. with, with items. Well, I know with the magic cape, you can walk over like those bouncy things. At the same time, great to be... Uh, always wanting to collect the next thing to fill out the whole screen oh yeah and I that's mean, what i love about this yeah. game is that i want to fill those blank spots it was a reasonably large like collectathon for a game of its small scale yeah i, I think it could have done a little bit more as far as if you want to throw a lot of extra things into the game like heart containers and upgrades they already have a map that puts things on the map like it shows yep. you where the medallion locations are, and then the crystals, and when you get uh, you, the whisk, the flute, so you can fly around. It puts those points on your map. Exactly. Why can't oh, once sorry, I find I hit that twice? It just played like six times. Uh, <laughs> why can't you put like an X or something when I found a heart container, so I'm not to mark it off to mark it off, so that. I'm not like, where the fuck is that? Where have I not looked for this heart container? Which is what I'm going through right now where I have (laughs) everything but this fucking one heart piece and I can't fucking find it. Maybe the map in of itself was enough of a technological achievement at the time where they were like, I don't remember a lot of games that gave you a actual (laughs) world map. Like I remember, you know, the maps that I remember are kind of what you see in the dungeons in this game. And that's like, wow, that was that's a map. I can't believe it. But, like, you get, like, 
you can see the distinctive areas on the overworld map and you're yeah. like okay that's that's way more detailed than i'm used to and it's it's needed for for getting around yeah like very needed <laughs> even another game similar like super metroid where there's a lot of you know you get an item you backtrack yeah even just that the map is very simple and it doesn't and you know it does it's not as detailed it's just here's the different zones yeah blocks and zones and stuff. exactly yeah. yeah so i mean this game definitely went all out it did that's why it's probably still one of the tops snes games yeah. that's ever mm-hmm. ever come out uh one thing i wish they did because also i, I was like what the fuck when i got to the end and this kind of happened uh i like the i love the fast travel in uh the light world i just hate that there's no fast travel in the dark world and when you're in the dark world and you beat um that fucking wizard i don't know how to say his name agnim agnim agatha 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 christie he he like you defeat him he turns into like Ganon, like a bat, and then goes to the pyramid and smashes a hole and it goes in it. You call the whistle in the dark world and the fucking bird comes. And I'm like, what? When? I've blown that whistle by accident in the dark world and nothing fucking happens. Yeah, that was yeah. not thought out very well. I mean, especially where it's like, it's so much harder to get around in yeah. the dark world. There's all these like new obstacles. It's like, oh, cool. I finally learned the map. Time to not know what the hell to do. And we're going to double the amount of enemies that are in (laughs) each area. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, A a thing I wanted to ask, too, for both of you, and this may seem dumb because they'd be like, no, they explain it. But do you think it it really seems like it's time travel that you're doing when you no. warp between light and dark. No. It shouldn't have been called link exactly uh, link to the past. It should have it should have been called a link between worlds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what the original should have been called. Cuz it's that's a completely exactly it different worlds. It's the same time though. Yeah, it's not a different it's no, not, yeah, he's not going into the past. Uh I I think if you're say I think a link to the past makes sense when it's explained this is a prequel this is a link yes, to the past before legend of zelda and a pun and before yeah, and a pun yes but uh, more realistically i think that this should have been called the link between worlds which is most likely why they did yeah they did that yeah but i think with them they're also like yeah but now you can also do like the flat t 2d shit too and that changes the world perspective it's yeah. like no 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 you just wanted to get it right this time <laughs> Because I kept wondering that, like, I, I didn't really think about it until I was just playing it this round. I'm like, you don't really go back in time. These are like, you know, if you go into this world, you turn into a fucking monster. Yeah, and it's you... more like dimensional travel. I mean, pe- mm-hmm. when you first get there, you find the two friendly creatures and they're like, yeah, I got kind of stuck here. I look and like, a, just like a ball. And, a, <laughs> and yeah, this other guy looks like the a other one. goblin or something. And he's just like, Ew. Take it out. Which if if you beat the game, um, if you beat the game, they kind of do like a whole like everything's okay now. They do a where are they now? Kinda, they do actually that, but like, yeah. um, because Link, it's like Link takes the Triforce to like make a wish, yeah, with his heart, and everyone that died is now back alive, yeah. like the sanctuary guy oh, and yeah. uh the uncle. Um, and also it, they go over each character and they're like, and the bully made a friend 
And <laughs> the bully looks like a person with that ugly face. But then the ball thing is just its head still looks like the ball thing with a body. <laughs> and the bully's just chasing him. I'm like, are they friends or is he trying to murder him? <laughs> I think it's a little bit of both. He's like, man, I loved kicking the shit out of you in the dark world. Can we be friends? <laughs> Even though those ending scenes are a little bit played out sometimes and maybe a little bit like extra, I do always feel like it's a really nice payoff. Oh, I, I love that. Especially yeah. like, you know, like when you beat Super Mario World and they go over like every single enemy and yep. stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, I always enjoyed learning the names of most of them. I'm like, oh, you're you're called this. You're called a whoop weep or something. <laughs> like, I wouldn't expect that from what you look like. <laughs> Yeah, it just pretty much goes over every character, especially like I remember it's like, and the twins decided to move back in together. It's like, who gives Finally, a Finally, yeah, that was the big pivotal <laughs> moment in the game. The door was open the whole time. I, come on. Guys. Yeah, the door was open. All you did was blow up a, a wall and they're like, well, I guess since this terrorist fucking blew up our house, we have to bond over this traumatic experience. <laughs> that was pretty fucked up. That guy just like... I complained about you, and then he just blew a hole in the wall. <laughs> a random elf came in. Guards try to murder him on sight, and he immediately bombed our wall. <laughs> he didn't say anything after I talked to him. He just fucking bombed our wall. What a creep. Is there um, anything that, any mechanic that you really liked in this game, Rich? Um... Well, I mean, I, I, it's the collection of mechanics, really, because it just feels innately Zelda because that of the slash. fact that I've played so many future titles and all of them have had elements that, I guess, really originate from around this time. Mm -hmm. You've got it all. You've got, like, the spin attack. You've got just, you know, swordplay, cutting grass. You've got, like, things that have become synonymous with the name or the title, Legend of Zelda. Slashing the birds enough times until floods of them yep. murder you. And, and then, Classic. And yep. then seeing how that stuff has stuck around and become basically memes or tropes or, you know, th things that are always called back on is just is super cool. And now I get to see where it all came from in a different kind of a context. Yeah. Yeah. It's been kind of, it's been really interesting. Josh, is there a particular mechanic that you really liked in this game that they had? Yeah, I mean the spin slash. I mean that just introducing that and when you pull it off and hit like multiple yeah. enemies, oh, it just makes you feel good. Yeah, also, you know, being able to swim, like that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, it, um, it makes it a lot more accessible. Um, when, when that first became available to me, I was like, oh, that suddenly opens things up a lot. And then you're just oh. trying to swim into waterfalls. Like, is there something <laughs> hidden here? Is there something <laughs> hidden here? But just like walking on ice, swimming is not the tightest. No, no, you no. slide around a little bit. That's the swim. worst mechanic. Although it is very true to early Nintendo games. Yes. With slippery uh, platforming. Well, it's uh, very true. Yeah. I'll, I'll ask that then after I say what my favorite mechanic was. Mine has always been, I liked the the um, the secret of like going from above and blowing up the ground and trying to land in particular areas to yeah. get secrets. how it mattered where you. I always thought that was cool when I was a kid, being like, "Oh shit!" Like you'd see something, and be like, "How the fuck do I get there?" And you go up, and then you realize there's a crack in the ground. You blow it up, and then you fall, and you're right there. 
Yeah, I mean, I think I saw you doing that when I was last here and you were doing that ice dungeon where at one point you have to A, flip the switch so you get on one side. Mm -hmm. Then you have to throw a bomb to break a thing in the middle of a room. Then you have to push the exact right block down so it lands on a switch on a floor uh, yeah, that below. One, yeah. And you can get to that floor already and you're just like, what the fuck am I missing? I, I can't this? push this block. So I have I to, have to do some. I can't fall onto it. And it's just, it's super unique puzzle solving. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Now, that being said, and kind of what Josh said a little bit before, what was your least favorite mechanic in this oh, game? My least favorite. Um, I, I will be honest. Um, combat itself can be clunky because mm. you're only got, you've only got a two-directional D-pad and your sword doesn't exactly have a lot of range. So while you can get good at it, at first I'm just like, I'm, I'm getting hit a lot. Yeah, dudes with shields or those little fucking uh, monster things with the green masks that are tiny, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Uh, you yeah. keep hitting them, they bounce you back. But like stuff can be fast and compared to you and like trying to get an even an arrow shot lined up or, you know, shot from the fire rod because they're just like all of a sudden they're on you. And, and uh, you know, sometimes you're, you're going to go left when you want to go down and there's that D-pad. <laughs> Yeah, that's very. If true. there was like directional, um, I'm sorry, uh, diagonal movements worked in, that would have been pretty, pretty tight. Yeah, yep. you couldn't really do much with the diagonal. It's it's, it's a little tough. They uh, in early development, they were going to make your character like kind of progress at a diagonal. Yeah, and then when they introduced the spin slash, they were like, okay, well, that doesn't look right. But let's keep that in. But now we'll just make him kind of slash right in front of him, as opposed to like hitting it like a, a, a yeah. diagonal arc. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely wish you could run diagonal. That was my thing. Because <laughs> there was some long diagonal hallways that you can't really run down. And it's not terrible either. Oh, no. Like, like uh, all in all, even though it's a little clunky, it's just because of how old it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and they were just like, that's what they needed to do. But I, I do agree with you on that because sometimes if they had a shield or their sword was in the way and they're right in front of you trying to stab them yeah. and it was just like, ting, nope, nope. It's like, come on, what the fuck? Yeah. And you try to get around them and then they're just like running into you and hitting you. It, it can be a little obnoxious. Once you start getting stronger, getting better swords, getting better abilities, items, is really not so bad. Oh, yeah. Once you get that gold sword. Yeah. Uh, Josh, what's your least favorite mechanic in this game? Hmm. If you have one, you don't even have to have one. No, I mean, I think I think they really could have done the ice traversal a little better. Um, at least fixing the thing about not being able to go down sets of stairs and you yeah. just like walking back and forth while you're like, uh, a guy's going to hit me. Like a guy's going to fucking hit me. you into it a little bit, yes. guided you, that, that would have been a smart choice, but... <laughs> I mean, as far as other mechanics, I mean, the whole thing about not being able to, like, change the direction of your running without stopping and then having to restart the running. That's just annoying. Yeah, I think I agree yeah. with you on that. I think that's actually my only least favorite mechanic. I can't. I agree with everything that you guys said, and I, I don't think I can think of anything else. Um, but I do. That is definitely my least favorite one is the running. It's like, oh, shit, I didn't want to go that way. Yeah. The D-pad's making me go that way, and you try to stop, and then you get to reposition yourself. You get guys running at you, and, it's and then like, you have to take, like, the two to two and a half seconds to go, like, da, 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 yeah. and then you start running. It's like, all right. 
Yeah, you get, I get hit more times than I escape actually trying to pull that off. Uh, maybe another thing would just be like the item saturation slash the items becoming you know obsolete. Yeah, it's 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 kind of good and bad. Yeah, I wish you could do something a little bit more with that, where you know you just didn't have like all these items. Um, upgrades maybe would have been a more interesting idea in some cases. Upgrades. Actually, I'm gonna take back my. Of course, aunt. there's not no upprades. Yeah. No, there's not no upgrades, which you can get. We'll get into that in just maybe a more second. choice in upgrades. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm gonna upgrade my armor, but would you like to, you know, do you want to specify, you know, magic damage over uh, like a physical attack damage, mm-hmm. and you get to make that choice once, and and it's not just like overall you take less damage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say actually, I think my favorite mechanic, my least favorite mechanic is now that I, I think about it is the item selection there you have constantly you pausing. have to press yeah. pause mm-hmm. and we'll start and then pick your item where we have the top triggers exactly they don't really they could do have anything little, in this game yeah bar. keep my sword in a and then r1 l1 scrolls through the rest of yeah them. yeah that's that the you're always changing you only change in b could have totally done it it would have been such a good quality of life change or we oh, have yeah. y and x you know or well i think x is the one that you use for dash but well they you know. got around this and they made it a little bit better in future titles by having some of those x y z buttons be like assignable yeah where you can just like hot swap some stuff out and then change the set of them when you're ready to. That was a pretty good solution, but I, I agree. Kind of don't see why you couldn't just have an action bar that you could scroll yeah. through on the fly without pausing. And I didn't like that the X button was map. I kept pressing yeah. that as I, I use that as usually that's my item button. Use button. Yeah. yeah. And I kept pre- pressing that instead of start and just being like, fuck. Like, this, no. <laughs> and then you have to hit it twice to get out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to look at the map. I'm trying to switch my goddamn items. Yeah, yeah that that is a little fucky. It, it's nitpicky because it's such a good game. Yeah, I think it's really, that's all it is, just nitpicking. Because yeah. games have learned so much from these old games from 30, 40 years ago. So now we're not making the same mistakes. Yep. Or, you know, developers, if they make it, then they're not making a game that people are going to play. Because <laughs> we know now that, you know, item inventory management is painful. Yeah. So I don't want to be always going into my menu at all times. That's one thing I had a problem with with like The Witcher 3, although I did put like 180 hours into it. Like, oh, I just did this battle. Well, I should go into my inventory and then use a whetstone on all of my <laughs> armor and stuff so it doesn't the durability um, doesn't go down and oh I don't lose God. this armor and it's like I'm just doing it constantly cuz I'm so fucking OCD yeah, about shit like that. Older Monster Hunter games, same thing. Yeah. It's just ultra inventory management and like success is dependent on on ultra inventory management. And it's not the funnest thing. Like no, no it's I'm just streamlined. It. It it's not bit. the funnest. Yeah, yeah. Those are the type of games where you just pick up everything. Kind of reminds yep. me of Skyrim, where like mm-hmm. I have a bunch of houses with different chests just filled with shit that like maybe I'll be able to do with something with this at some point. <laughs> and then you look it up, it's like no, it's worth like one coin, like <laughs> at a store if you go. Try to sell it. I always but really it looks liked nice. decorating my places, but the, the glitches would just like the stuff would just fall through the floor. So there's no point in decorating. <laughs> <laughs> I just lost like a, a bunch of gems. There they go. My table's in the floor again. God damn it! Yeah, Eating on the floor. The table had all my cheese wheels. <laughs> <laughs> Those cheese wheels, man. That's that's just Bethesda for you, though. Yeah, good place for health. Glitchy games. 
pure lactose and the fallout was the same way i would i put stuff on display and it would phase out of existence oh speaking of fallout did you hear that the uh the dog for that they styled dog meat after passed away i did hear that yeah what a good dog in that game Mm -hmm. i've never played those games yeah didn't even play fallout 4 and it's in boston Seriously, I know. If you want to get, if you want a Fallout game that's a little more accessible and it's not like Fallout Four was tough for me, uh, just because you do have to put a lot of time into building your community so that your people are actually like not worthless. (laughs) And even Um, then, then that's still pretty worthless. (laughs) Fallout Three is probably a good one to start with. Plus, Liam Neeson is your dad. So what? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I want Liam Neeson to be my dad. Liam Neeson, your daddy. Hi, Liam Neeson, Dada. That's what I call him. You Dada. will be Batman. Oh, that sounded more Bane than Liam Neeson. <laughs> yeah, we live in his Fallout shelter, my boy. I was born in the darkness. <laughs> There's radiation outside, Mister Wayne. <laughs> yeah, I've been meaning to get into Fallout. That's definitely like on my list of games to get into. Yeah, I I did played. really like it. But if you're one of those people that's like, hey. There's a side quest. I'm going to do all that before I do the main thing. This ge- That game might not be for you. Because I would be like, oh, cool. I just did the side quest and I got like an upgraded stick with a blade on it. And <laughs> like, hey, I think I see something that way that's on the other side of the map. I'll You're run like to it. Miles? And, okay. And I'm like, oh, shit. I'm getting attacked by some crazy <laughs> fucking stuff. I'm not supposed to be here. Let's just try to get there. Let's <laughs> see what we can get. Oh, I got a mission. Sweet. Yeah. And I mean, not to stay on a fallout tangent too long, but eventually when they, you know, inevitably come out with the movie, you, you guys, there you go. Boom. It'll probably happen. It yeah. seems yeah, like it will. Borderlands yeah, is getting a fucking movie. Uh, yeah. And I already filmed it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's been pushed back because of COVID, but it's supposed to be coming back out soon. Keep pushing it back. <laughs> now, <laughs> I know I we like nitpicked it. a couple things on this game, but like to me, this is one of my absolute not fallout guys people yeah. listening to talk about <laughs> mm-hmm. Zelda Link fallout is my absolute top favorite game <laughs> this game is one i've of, never played one of my absolute favorite games i love the dungeons i love the bosses mm-hmm. except i do hate that platform dungeon that's my least favorite oh i don't like dungeon. that one yeah is it me i mean the bosses are a little generic yeah they all do have unique um and you know more unique mechanics as you go along but they're predictable yeah the item you get in the dungeon use it on the boss oh yeah, yeah. spoilers <laughs> <laughs> maybe they're just very there's nothing wrong with them they actually i like all their designs um but uh it's pretty easy to beat them yeah. at least the first i guess the first show th- that i've done yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah some of them get a little tough yeah. though you know I can't even think of which one gets pretty tough. I, I honestly, I got frustrated on the the sp- snake guy because he just kept knocking me off the fucking platform. <laughs> I was like, "You son of a bitch! I have to go all the way back." Yeah. I will say that's probably the one of the most obnoxious ones because if you miss his tail, you hit him, and that pushes you fucking mm-hmm. back. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do, and I played the noise a little while ago, but I I've always liked the boss dying noise. <laughs> Sounds like they got a bad stomach ache. <laughs> no, you, you know what that is? That is just that's the sound that they play. Like it just modulated down. Like what they play for Link is like, but this is just modulated oh, down and wow. slowed down. I, wow, I never realized. I that. never even thought of that either. Musician, they're man. pretty clever with stuff like that. 
I mean, the sound engineering was always on point with, with these games, and that never stopped. Yeah, the majority of the space on the cartridge was the music and sound mm-hmm. effects. They well, ma- they maxed it out. That was the they largest They were really, really SNES smart game. to make that choice, too, Yeah, because it just helped shape Zelda into what could have been a really just, like, generic dungeony game. If they had done the same thing as the first game with, like, literally two or three songs, yeah. this game would not have been as iconic no, yeah. as it is. Because the songs that they play in this game have carried on through the entire oh, series. Yeah. A majority of them. Instantly recognized. Instantly, yeah. yeah. And, like, the biggest songs carried over. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad you brought up, like, sound effects, because that's that was the biggest nostalgic thing for me in mm-hmm. this game, yeah. was all the sound effects. Down to, like, like Link falling... <laughs> Like I loved like everything I heard. I, like um, I should have got more of the sounds, but like even when the soldiers like see you and they get alert, they're like, yeah, yeah, like the, <laughs> I know what you mean. I, that that wasn't exactly it, but I know what you mean. Like the like their 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 armor is like oh, Clinking, there's someone. Yeah, I know yeah. they run at them. <laughs> they make like a gulp noise, like something like that. Maybe he's got pointy ears and he's a child. We must kill him. Kill him. <laughs> and then even when they like the people when things die just like it's such a satisfying noise yeah. and like just waiting for an item to drop and then when no item drops you just yell get so fucking mad <laughs> all the time you yell <laughs> i don't think everyone has it you're like oh yeah I like, just what the angry. fuck <laughs> i needed that magic <laughs> now um i think uh is there anything else that anybody wanted to discuss about this game no, I mean, we've covered, uh, you know, we don't need to go over, like, Dungeon 1 was this. and Dungeon, Or like... really the story very much, because it's very... I'll, I'll say this. Um, you can definitely see that it has more of an old-school approach to the the hero and helpless maidens type of type of thing. And I, I see how that was expanded upon and reworked into, like sages and important figures that were just like stuck or trapped or you had to save instead of it just being like the daughters of the of the you know seven of the king (laughs) you know yeah i i I agree with you on that and also yeah because i don't think zelda really becomes more of a strong character until ocarina of time yeah yeah Yeah, right she i never beat that game I the only the farthest I've ever gotten in Ocarina of Time because I legit hated the cameras on the (laughs) N64, which is a big reason why I've I've only beaten Super Mario 64 once because fuck the cameras. But the 3DS uh, version of that, they did fix the cameras for the most part. It's not perfect. They really nailed it in Majora's Mask. Yeah. uh, With the camera stick. But. I, yeah, it's still L targeting. Yeah, which is no so one's favorite. So the farthest I got in that version was okay. Now I made it to being adult Link, and then I'm like, eh, I don't want to play this anymore. I'm like, at least I got a little bit farther. Yeah, that's another one on my list to beat. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I I think the last thing I remember, I was like Gerudo hideout somewhere. I was doing something, and I was just like, I someday. I'm gonna get it someday. I've been trying to get my hands on the remastered version, like a good emulator, but. You can't oh yeah, them. just uh, remind me. I still have my working 3DS in. I, I have it downloaded on. I think both of you. Have I do. Yeah, yeah, I think I said this. Somebody, thing. please just yeah. give. Well, you gotta remind game. me, man. I know. I gotta <laughs> remind me because I want to play over. it so fucking bad. It's excellent. Um, oh man. Like I've, yeah. it's it's one I've always wanted to play. I never owned an N64. Another option too is the um, GameCube uh, double pack uh, with Master Quest. 
Oh, I mean, I yeah. I do have a GameCube yeah. in storage. Yeah. We don't know. I don't know if it still works, but I wonder if I can. Wait, speaking of Master Quest, there was a Master Quest for the original. Was there a Master Quest for Link to the Past? That's a really good question. I, I don't think there was. I, I think I saw something with that. Yeah, didn't it? Because it came with a. For GameCube, right? And it came with Four Swords. Oh, that's Was that not, a Master Quest? Four Swords is a different game. Yeah, but it came... Like, my brother had Link to the Past on GameCube, and it came with Four Swords. It's getting hazy, because I remember that time yeah, I period, know. and I remember Four Swords, but I don't remember that. Let me see. Maybe it was, like, a special pack he had, but I remember... I mean, uh, sometimes you needed, like, a Game Boy Advance reader for GameCube to be yeah. able to do certain stuff or play certain games, but... um remember let me see it's just been too many iterations of zelda i shouldn't say that keep them coming never enough <laughs> never enough. maybe if we didn't take seven years for the next one to come out though that'd be great okay so i see here it as a separate game but let me see maybe i, I just it. remembered incorrectly yeah i see there's a lot of mods but not like an actual release yeah. yes as uh, no hmm I don't think that there is <coughs> an official there is. one. There's not Maybe an official ROM hacks. They have put them in cartridges, though. But Maybe my brother got them cards. both at the same time. Do you think that was just an example mm. of one of those things? Like, back then, like kind of like pre-internet, everyone would be like, oh, my God, Like there's this like, crazy secret in this game. And all you have to do is, like... <laughs> yeah, it's like finding Mew in the original <laughs> Pokemon. It doesn't exist. Yeah. And people lie about that shit all the time. Like, no, <laughs> I got a Mew. It's yeah. like, no, you didn't, because you didn't... <laughs> You weren't invited to a fucking like Nintendo World Championship. Yeah, and because so you couldn't you. instantly look it up online, you have no exactly. way of validating. Well, you so mean like, you wow, don't use crazy. Surf and Cut on the secret area by the cruise liner <laughs> and yeah, game? Yeah, in I know. Game Boy one? I know, dude. Yes. It's near Palatown, and you use Surf, and you use Cut on the fucking <laughs> car or truck, truck yeah. that's on a random island, and I'm like, all right, this is going to work. I'm going to get Mew. And nothing fucking happens. No, yeah, it was all a lie, and I remember when I was a kid... I would be like, keep trying it, and then somebody would be like, "Oh well, you did it wrong. You're supposed yeah, to." Yeah, you get, did. And I guess I'd be walking thing. and like getting a fight. I'm like, oh, "This is it!" And it's like that's a fucking like Nidorat. Get the fuck out of here. You're not Mew. <laughs> no, they said there was like a secret Pokeball you found, and like Mew was in it. Oh, the fuck. That that kind of shit. I'll, I remember back when like people were trying to figure out how to get Celebi. Yeah, all kinds of stories got made. Oh, you gotta do this. You gotta do this. Don't worry. But I mean, it was just in a distribution but it, event. But it is true though. I did have a Mew. But I used like Game G or Game, Game Shark. Shark or yeah, 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 it was Game Shark. Yeah. All you did was access hidden game. And my game would glitch the fuck out and yeah. delete things. You're not supposed but... to have that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. So that that's our discussion of uh, a link to the past. It's it hold it will always hold a place in my heart. I fucking mm -hmm. love it. It's one of my top games. Uh what was it top 10 is it top five for me it's top three top three i would say it goes super mario world link to the past super metroid mine i three yeah. i would say is secret of mana a link to the past and then uh mario rpg uh, Ooh, yeah, I didn't want to include something like because also like ff3 was on snes i didn't want to include something like that um, I, I, well, I mean, those are probably within my top five, but yeah, I mean, just for games I would play for the rest of my life. Those are the three I would play for the rest of my life from SNES. 
Rich, what are your top three? Uh, no, I could postulate your... <laughs> all day on what my favorite games are and then go back and change it and say, oh, actually. But at this moment, in your mind, quick, like, doesn't even actually have to be your top three. What just come to your mind when you say top three? Top three games, you really made me do this. Yes, uh, I have a gun Yoshi's cookie. to your head right now. <laughs> Cooking mama. No. <laughs> no, I can't do it. I, I it's, it's like, it, it requires too much thought. And um, what I will say about Link to the Past, having not played it before, having played so many other Zelda titles, it's giving me a renewed interest in the entire series and just uh, a a bigger appreciation for um, not not the origin of the story, but the origin of a lot of its influence. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah, I love it. And that's that's what I was hoping to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually more hoping that you hated it. <laughs> Just to find out, like, how did you hate this? Though we said if you did, Josh and I agreed you would not have leave, left this house. Yeah, you, yeah. Okay. You're, 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 everything you said would have been replaced by, excuse me, Brendan. <laughs> so what'd you think, Rich? Excuse me. It, it, it is kind of a game that I, I sort of hated at first just because I felt like I couldn't get into it. But like it just, like I said, took a little bit of motivation and just commitment. And then I was like, I love this. Well, I'm, I, I, I thank you for, you know, playing it. Yeah. Uh, reviewing it with us. Um, also to sidetrack a little bit, Josh, I really need to get that on the sound bar. You've like bored. <laughs> you've said that. You've said that a million times. I need that. Excuse me. But again, I really appreciate you coming here and talk to us about it. It definitely opened up, I feel like, the conversation a little bit more. Yeah, thanks. Where I feel like Josh and I would be like, I loved it. Did you yeah. love it? <laughs> and I feel like that we've ha- kind of had that a little bit in the recent discussions where, like The Last of Us, I pushed you to play those games because <laughs> I love that series. So when you loved it, it was a very easy conversation to have. So then when you're like, oh, well, Rich didn't play this, I was like, okay, it, we need to get that perspective. Even if he loves it, he's still going to have a different perspective because he's yeah. only just now playing it. But you can see how much it directly influenced everything that came after it. It's insane. Yeah. Incredibly influential. Well, I would say that ends our discussion of A Link to the Past. Now, Rich, thank you very much for coming on the show. And we know we've plugged you plenty of times, the Nerd Entertainment Hub podcast. What are you guys recently up to? Uh, we've been doing a continuation of our Nevengers series. That's NEH Avengers. Uh, Marvel's Loki uh, is still coming out, and mm-hmm. we've been reviewing it every week. Um, so check, our, check out nerdentertainhub.com. For more of that, I'll have to check out your Loki discussions. I really liked your uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier discussions. That was a great you one to doing. You guys did yeah. really good. That was a lot of fun. I thought that was really good series. Yeah, out of out of the three so far, I think that's my favorite. I have to agree. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, thank you again for coming on the show. Did you already plug uh, the website? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I have listened on that. I'm a good. I'm a good. <laughs> that's host. always good as a host. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do your thing. All right. Now you shut up while I say my outro. All right, I'll listen to the beginning of what he says, and I'll just try to maintain what he just said. I can't even talk. I don't even know. Oh, boy. Uh, Speaking of lost memory, now that we've just done our video game discussion for this month, Josh, what are we watching next week? Speaking of lost memory. uh, (laughs) I was thinking, and then I was like, is this an easy one? Okay, yeah, I do remember. We are actually going to the theaters. We're going to watch the new movie Werewolves Within with the AT&T girl. 
Yes, gonna, that's right. She's in it. She's in it. Oh. She's not just a person you can sexually harass online for her AT&T commercials. Now we can do it in the theater. I mean, Andrew Kim. I don't. See, I didn't even know that was the AT&T girl until somebody pointed that out to me. The only I, I was excited because uh, uh, Sam Richardson and uh, Michaela Watkins was going to be in it. And they're both character actors. And I'm like, oh, they're going to be in this. But um, our person, our person, our guests we're going to be having next week join us to go over this movie. He's a horror buff and he's from the Fandom at Random podcast. Brian Taylor nice. was like, oh, that movie? Oh, great. The AT&T girls in that. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's where she's from. Show <laughs> me your range, AT&T girl. <laughs> I always get articles popped up for being like, AT&T girls, a smoke show and all these like. <laughs> that's why she came out saying she hated being objectified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She doesn't even like wear anything that would make you be no. like, God damn. She's wearing like a fucking just a work uniform in an AT&T store. People are like, oh, shit. I would definitely drop my phone in water if I could get in and see that bitch. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah, the articles I see be like, like, wait till you see what she looks like out of that uniform. And then oh she's just God. wearing like like a dress at like a red carpet event and the people are like, look at those bazongas. Whoa. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So if we missed anything while discussing Zelda, or if you have any questions you'd like to ask us, please. You know, if we're not real fans, if you, if you're not real, fans, <laughs> yep, if we're not real fans, you can reach us at 8bitmoviereview at gmail.com. That's the number, 8bitmoviereview at gmail.com. And you can also hit us up on our Facebook and Instagram. Also, if you want to go and listen to our backlog of video game movie reviews and video game discussions and breakdowns, you can go to our website at 8bitpod.com. That's the number, 8bitpod.com. I'm Andrew Gonzalez. And I'm Josh Edgington. And we'll see you next week.